Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Sometimes, now hear me out on this one guys before you all get me cancelled, but sometimes I generally do feel like a middle class lesbian born in the wrong body. I mean if you squint, it's not too much of a jump to think Sue Perkins. I generally do feel like I've got more in common with the lesbian community than I often have in common with Mary's. Anyway, it's just a thought, here we go, next episode. After the tone, after the tone, leave your message after the tone. Hello and welcome to yet another dose of weekly drivel from you lot. Or, hello and welcome to another fantastic audio journey across the world, otherwise known as After the Tone. You can delete that intro as appropriate to your needs at the current time. The last time I checked, I was still Scotty and her on the buttons is Deb. Producer Deb to you lot, please. Thank you very much. Hello. We being the nice people we are, we give you lot the chance to have a natter with each other, the regulars and the rest of the world in about 40 minutes or so. And so, you know, by the end of this, you'll know everybody's name and it'll be like an episode of Cheers. And if you are under the age of 35, don't worry about that reference being lost on you. It really isn't Googleable. As ever, Deb has rifled through the after the tone drawers and whittled down the burner phone to some key chats key chats and if you hear anything in the show that you'd like to respond to don't worry you're invited to Uh, stick around at the end of the show we'll give you the number that you need to dial on a phone i mean you don't have to dial it because it's done by whatsapp anyway that's all explained later on thank you very much Uh, fyi today's episode i'm told that there is a bit more chat about miscarriage so just a little flag up of that Uh, but aside from that i have no idea what's about to be discussed however i would actually (laughs) i would like to warn you that i've got a bit of acid reflux because I'll tell you what I had a lovely packet of cheese and onion crisps before this thank you very much Brian for sending them over to me and uh, there's a gorge bit of tra- I mean there is really a delish bit of trade outside my studio window rent a kill man I, I mean <laughs> I could lie and say she was here to fix something or other but no she's a rent a kill man so I might be distracted at some points but you know girls gotta do what girls gotta do right anyway here we go. Debbie, as usual, <laughs> I'm ready to receive the weirdos. So let's see who's popped up in the local this week. Hi, Scotty. It's Ben here in Derby. For tea tonight, I'm having cottage pie with thick gravy from Aldi. Mm. Oh, we're starting as we mean to go on with the first time caller, I believe. Ben from Derby. You've got a lovely voice, Ben for Dobby. You wouldn't know that you just called up a podcast and told us something incredibly dull, would you? Because that voice was actually quite intriguing for somebody who was calling up to say they were effing gravy with their tea. (laughs) 
Now, I have moved into Gravery territory in the north of England, in a place called Manchester, where literally everything comes with gravy. Chips and gravy, gravy and um, cornflakes, gravy in your coffee. I mean, gravy here is literally the soya milk to people in northwest London. But I'm not a big fan of gravy. Well, I told you what I'm like with cheese and onion crisps. Can you imagine what I'm like with gravy? And I think if you go back a few episodes, you'll find out that I demystified the difference between cottage pie and shepherd's pie by literally just remembering that shepherds look after lambs. And so that's the one with lamb in it. So you're having the one with um, beef. Anyway, this was just as exciting as your message. Hi, Scotty. I just saw your call out on Twitter to talk about what are you having for your tea? And... As a super fan of this awesome podcast, I thought I'd get in touch. I'm actually going to go back in time and say that I want to talk about my tea last night, not tonight, because tonight's tea is going to be substantially more boring than last night's. Last night I had a really, really good vegan chicken burger and loaded fries, and it was like an absolute mega feast, and it was so good. And I felt sunshine inside after I ate it. Polished it off with my new obsession, vegan galaxy orange chocolate. If you've not had it before, it's literally like Terry's in a bar. And I'm sorry to be one of those annoying vegans. You're probably going to be like, babes, it don't taste the same. I'm sorry. But honestly, it's, it's really, really good. So yeah, that was last night's dinner. Tonight, I'm sure it's not going to be quite as exciting. But hooray for Saturday nights and hooray for takeaways. I hope you've had a blessed weekend. I love this podcast so much. I'm so happy that it's continuing to go and glow. Now, the clue of this game is in the title. What are you having for your tea? Not what are you having for your tea, Back to the Future 4. It's definitely what you're about to have for your tea, not can you tell me a diary of the foods that you've ate. I mean, it's very much a game, not an eating disorder diary, okay? So just putting it out there. Fine, you're vegan. It doesn't mean that you're that edgy, okay? Get over it, hun, okay? I actually couldn't care less if it tasted the same or if it doesn't taste the same. But when you said that that food made you feel like sunshine, I thought this person needs to get out of the fucking ass. This rule of six that's come in in the UK hasn't come quick enough for this person because from a vegan chicken burger, they're taking joy. There's that. Anyway, the main attraction that I'd like to pick you up on in this segment of the show is Orange Chocolate Galaxy. And then you mentioned Terry's Chocolate as if that was the precursor of all great... Chocolate does not need perfume with inside it. Chocolate does not need to be bastardised by fruit. It's an oxymoron. Would you like this fruity chocolate? No, I wouldn't. I would just like the chocolate. Do I want a piece of chocolate to taste like the inside of my nan's drawers when she's got some mothballs and whatever else in there? No, I don't. Because if I wanted that, I would just suck on like one of those orange car fresheners and just be done with it. None of this orange chocolate malarkey here. Hey Scotty, producer Deb and all of the After the Tone crew. It's Rose here and I just want to say how much I love listening to the podcast and how much I've learnt from this community. I identify straight, unfortunately. (laughs) And after listening to last week's episode and your story into adoption, it makes me so fucking angry that in our so-called modern day inclusive society, 
that the LGBTQIA community still faces daily struggle and unjust fucking prejudice. Why does being straight automatically equal privilege? Mm? Honestly, being heterosexual is a fucking curse. I mean, I can get myself off better than what any man could ever try and do. Anyways, <laughs> hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week. Love you. Bye. Lovely. Cool. They're very nice and bright and breezy. Uh, someone get this person a... Sorry, I'm talking to the imaginary person behind me. Someone get this person a diversity form because I think it's one of the first time we had like a normal heterosexual person call up. Wonderful. Thank you. Um, because we can definitely reap some funding for this person. I also agree with you that I think straight people have a lot to go through. I mean, I'm just going to say three little words to you. Light wash denim. Another three words. Boot cut jeans. This is really a community in crisis. No wonder why broadcasters around the world are sending Nellies to heterosexual people's houses because they just don't know how to dress themselves. And I really, do you know what? That is something I'd donate £2 a month to. Hello, Scotty. And all the After the Tone crew, producer Debs. We like the roll call now and, of course, the JRF and so many new crew out there. Um, I've just double downloaded. So many people touch me. God, that girl... You know what I mean? The grief side of things really touched my heart and how you do that. And I'm fucking fair old age now, 51, and I've, I've experienced death in my hands twice now. My dad and a dear friend of mine um, both passed away while we were sitting there. And I wouldn't regret it for a moment. But one great thing I always remember being told for then grief, there's no right or there's no wrong. It's one of those emotions that's so unique to you. It's like your fingerprint. So you just do what you do with grief. The anger in that girl's voice about the fucking whole disgusting affair with us fucking patriarchal bullshit again rising. It's fucking mental head. And it's never gone away, has it? Also, AIDS shoplifting. I mean, yes. Do you know what I mean? Now, that is completely flipping tickled me pink. And again, made me cry, because you're right. It's a lost generation to us. And yeah, just the joy the calls gave us and as you say that sense of community out there to know and there's also what a girl mentioned about what this after the tone's done for me and all scotty and the crew and everyone out there for being honest you know our suffering is our greatest opportunity for sharing and getting to know people quick and yeah when the things are getting tough here and with the family and just that ridiculous fucking what am i doing here remember there is a like-minded mentalists out there and that's leading me to my hilarious story to end with for you, Scotty, which I thought you'd like. I mean, there's madness of family. Mum's had a second vaccination now, so she's completely... That option's out the door now, so she's in for the long term. Um, so I've got the text and the message, and we had a choice of the places, and I chose, like, the Westminster Abbey. And when I went up to her, for some reason, I must have said, it's at the back of Westminster Cathedral, which got the right hump. Couldn't work it out. So it wasn't until the day we were taking her, I just kept ringing the bell going, where are we going to Westminster Cathedral? Didn't you understand? Why is it Westminster Cathedral? Anyway, so I'll get her in the wheelchair, wheeling her past the back of the cathedral. And she goes, where are we going? And I was like, no one's at the cathedral, it's Westminster Abbey. And she goes, oh, for fuck's sake. I'm so fucking glad I didn't want those fucking Catholics injecting me. Thank fuck for that. <laughs> And that's why she was so miserable all the times. She didn't want to go to the cathedral because of the Catholics. And I think it just sums a lot of that up. It's a generation we may well have to wait to die to drive this fucking ridiculous ignorance out of us, you know? Like, that was the thing, Scotty. I think you and James dodged a bullet there by not getting a child. And possibly the child 
has dodged a massive bullet as well. Girl, what you should thinking? Fucking keep writing poetry and get the fucking pussy cat. Big love. Stay strong, stay true, and most importantly, stay fucking amazing, unique creatures that are you lot. Thank you. <laughs> I love that big talking about the grief of going through the adoption service and our wonderful carer there being like, what the fuck were you thinking of? <laughs> Best response I've had today. I really, really want to pull you up on that beautiful thing about grief being a unique path and uh, being like your fingerprint. Yeah, for real. I'd never really thought about it in that sense, which leads me on to my next point, which is like, in this space, it's a bit of a giggle. Come on, we have a good laugh. And it's so lovely that all of you are starting the calls this week after my stroppy week last week of being like, none of you ever say that you like me. (laughs) I said it in jest. Of course, I didn't mean it. Did I? No. So, uh, yeah, it's it's very much like this space to be able to share and think things through and like, you know, I've changed my mind about a lot of things in here. You know, I didn't like people before doing this and uh, I now like four of them. So there's that. When you talk about your mum not liking the Catholics, I tell you what, I am obsessed at the moment with watching, re-watching the Tudors, you know, like sexy history that's not actually factually correct that much on the Channel 4. And I'm also watching Elizabeth, that film as well, just because I think, you know, if you're going to take the lizard people down, you've got to know about their history. And uh, there's a lot of that talk about that in there as well. See, mum was giving me, like, real um, Elizabeth the First vibes there because, you know, what she did to Mary Queen of Scots. Mary Queen of Scots was a Catholic and your mum's Scottish. Oh, my... I mean, you know, that's intersectional, weird institutional religious turnaround, isn't it? Anyway, as I said, oh, my God, that acid reflux... Oh, it's lovely to have you back, Kara. Anyway, I'm going to have a Rennie. Hi, Scotty. It's Pablo Griff calling from Vancouver. I love your podcast because we've just been reprimanded to say that. I'm just calling because you just touched on grief and um, you talk a lot about mental health. And so, sadly, I lost one of my best friends this week. So it's been a little tough. And it was due to mental health and the lack of it in Vancouver. There's loads of signs everywhere of think of mental health and adverts saying, check on your neighbor and all this bullshit. And doctors and the medical professions sometimes still don't understand it and still don't understand how to, how to deal with it and how to actually listen to the person. We have so many different programs going on here that the ones that actually work don't get given to the people that actually need it. I don't know why I felt forced to call you, but I just heard you talking about grief and something I've been dealing with for a long time, but also dealing with recently as well. We don't talk enough about death or grief. We don't talk enough about some of the not cures to mental health, but some of the needs that people actually need to have. Not the, we need to talk to the medical profession, we need to tell the doctors, but actual real things that actually help people. Sorry, I'm a bit of a mess. Anyway, thanks. Thanks for the podcast. Pablo from Vancouver, it's so lovely to have you back. You know me, I love an international call, but I I wish we were meeting on happier circumstances for you. Yeah, navigating health services, particularly when you're in mental, is absolutely ludicrous. Like, the system here in the UK for me to get my medication, which essentially, like, sedates me... (laughs) 
There's no other word. I mean, you know, I could dress it up and be like, oh, it's SSRI. It makes me feel in certain ways that I'm able to deal with things. No, it fucking sedates me and makes me feel like less like I am about to die and something awful is about to happen. To just get that, the hoops that you have to jump through, particularly here in the UK, navigating the systems here are sort of ridiculous because there's this weird relationship in health, for one for a better word, which is like us mentals can't be trusted with medication, but us mentals are told that we need to be medicated. And so people are only ever willing to give you like four tablets and a go because they're like, oh, well, you never know what you're going to do with them. You're like, I tell you what I'm going to do with them. Keep myself going. That's what I'm going to fucking do with them. It's no fucking myth. Anyway, I hope, um, what do I hope for you, Pablo? I hope for softness. There's nothing, you know, with grief, there's nothing that you can say, which is like, it takes it away. There's nothing like that. You know what I mean? Like people talk about talking therapies and all of that. I mean, it's still there. It's something that did happen. I find that quite releasing, really, to know that it'll always be there, but you just learn how to um, live with it. Anyway, Pablo, I really like the way that you've said that you felt forced to call. Under unusual circumstances, I'd say, um, I don't want anyone to feel forced for anything. But if it forced you to have a little chat with us and for you to feel part of the gang, well, I'm glad you were forced, Han. And um, I hope to see you about. And look after yourself, please. If you need anything, give us a shout. Well, I reckon that's a good moment for us to have a little bit of a breather and turn to the world of the internet and see what you lot have been talking about on the internet waves this week. There's a lovely one here. Um, Sorry, I was really trying to find the name of the person. It just says Severus Fragrance. You know who you are because we speak sometimes and you're in um, Austria, I think. I mean, it's one of them anyway. And you said, I'm waiting for the border control to be over on my commute. And it's so much more enjoyable when listening to Scotty and all of the callers. And a dad joke about Mozart is waiting for you. (laughs) It was actually quite a good dad joke, actually, I thought. And another one here from Sarah, which says, This week, Scotty and the Answer Tone Podcast helped me do my weekly shop around Tesco's. Well, I would advise shopping elsewhere, please, Sarah. I highly recommend for fun, frolics, friendships and all of the lols. Well, there you go. You know, swings and roundabouts there. People essentially are listening to this podcast when they've got fuck all better else to do. So if you would like to join in on the online conversation, hashtag after the tone pod P-O-D. We'd love to read out your messages whilst you're evidently listening to this when you're doing benign shit. Remember, we also have a backstage gossip party with a backstage crew over on the Patreon. Your Patreon donations help keep us on air. Uh, there's a suggested donation of a pound an episode. Four pounds a month. Come on. It's a coffee a month. Buy me a coffee a month to keep this thing going. Okay? Patreon.com forward slash after the tone. Right, I think that's enough jabbering from me. And I think we should dive headfirst into the next set of calls. And, oh, who knows what's lying on the other side. Hi, Scotty. Hi, producer Deb. Love the podcast. Been a massive feature of lockdown and it's kept me sane through a lot of quite hard times in the last year. I wanted to reply to Fran, who called last week. I'm so sorry to hear about you going through a miscarriage. It's a really tough thing. And I think particularly during lockdown, it can be quite isolating. I had an ectopic pregnancy last year in October, which is when the pregnancy implants outside your womb. And it's there's no way for it to result in a successful pregnancy. 
was a really, really hard thing to go through, especially during lockdown. You know, we're all so isolated from our support systems at the moment. And uh, I found it really tough not being able to sort of go and hug my mum or talk to my best mate. So it, it is important to try and support yourself and find those ways of processing what's happened. Some things that I found really helpful were to write things down. So I have a diary, which I don't really use that often, except if I'm feeling really blue. So it's a really depressing read. But yeah, when I was going through this process, I wrote in it quite a lot, pretty much every day. I didn't get diagnosed with an ectopic for about two weeks. I was diagnosed with a pregnancy of unknown location, which is about the scariest thing I'd ever heard. It took them sort of two and a half weeks to find where this little pregnancy was hiding. And the treatment I went through was drug treatment, which then meant that I had to wait sort of three to four months afterwards to try and conceive again. So I had a long time of kind of feeling like everything had been put on hold. I found that really challenging. I'm in the privileged position to be able to get a therapist. I'd really, really recommend that. I managed to find a perinatal specialist therapist online. And it's been really useful just having another sort of person to listen to what I was feeling and to just allow me to process everything. Um, It can be a really, really isolating experience because there's this kind of culture of secrecy around early pregnancy and around pregnancy loss. Lots of people don't talk about it. Lots of people don't announce they're pregnant until after 12 weeks. And the majority of miscarriages or pregnancy losses do happen before that. So you're often in a unique position of going through something really traumatic, but nobody knows. So that can be really hard. And also it's something that you are the only witness to it. You're the only person that sees how much your body is going through and it's a really unique thing I think in other medical issues you know doctors caregivers anyone that's around you would see evidence of what's happening but this is still this secretive thing I think it's really important to talk about it so it's great that you can do that just sending you a lot of solidarity and support also like you know suggest that you keep listening to Scotty every week because it did genuinely helped me through some of the hardest weeks that I've ever gone through. Just having like a little safe space that I could know that I'd have my mind taken completely away from what I was going through in my life. So thanks again and thanks to everyone in the pub. I love you all. Bye. Hi Scotty, hi producer Deb, it's Kirsten. I just wanted to reach out to the lovely Fran to talk about pregnancy loss and processing grief that comes with that. I've experienced three losses and they were each different. I'd say that your grief is individual to you. There's no right way to grieve and there's no time scale. My advice would be to be gentle with yourself. If you feel you're stuck with the grief or that there might be a bit more to it, I would definitely reach out to a GP or a mental health practitioner just to check in with that. I think it can be quite underestimated how traumatic pregnancy loss can be because there's so many elements to it. Also because pregnancy loss happens in one in four pregnancies, but one in six of those losses does result in postnatal depression. And that's not something that's spoken about enough, really. It certainly was never mentioned to me. If you feel like, you know, you should be feeling a bit better, you mentioned not feeling joy, If that's more around feeling joy for your friend, that's different. But if it's in general, I'd definitely check in with that. I'm really sorry for your loss and 
I'm sorry about how your friend responded to that. That's really insensitive. It's so difficult when people only want to fo focus on joy and success stories because your feelings are valid too and your story is important. I think in a way it's important for you to maybe have that conversation with your friend to, so that they know how it made you feel and also so that you're setting your boundaries. Don't be afraid to take up space with that. You know, just because there's not a physical thing, as you mentioned, doesn't detract from the grief and the loss because everybody's different. And I know in my case, there were times where the moment I saw the pregnancy test, I was already mapping out that little person's life in my mind. There's a lot of grief that comes when that's taken away. And even the language that's used around it, miscarriage, failed pregnancy, there's a lot of blame language around it. So it's not surprising that we feel so many different things when this happens and it's difficult to process. But find people who've been through it so that you can process it, be supported. I'm happy to support you if you want to find me or you can contact Scotty and we can get in touch. You can do things to help you. You could set up like a regular ritual on a particular landmark date to remember your small person. You could get a piece of jewellery or light a candle and just do whatever helps you to tune in with that and be okay with your grief, accept it, it is part of your story and you don't have to suddenly feel better to make others comfortable. Again, I'm really sorry, not only for your loss, but how others have responded to it. It's not easy and I'm sending you lots of love. You know, I'm just, I am always astounded at the generosity of people in here because you all really dive in for each other and let's remember none of you know each other <laughs> do you know what I mean it's just so beautiful honestly so there's a couple of things that came up in those messages that I just thought were really real, real take-homes for you know the person that called last week but also from all of us and uh, other people that have gone through this, which is you're the only witness to this. That's really the cold, hard truth of it, isn't it? But I also really loved your feelings of really valid too, and this idea of creating a ritual, or creating a space in which you can physicalise, I think is really uh, lovely. Sort of feels like the wrong word, lovely, after that. But I mean, important. God, I really love this. <laughs> I hope that's all right to say coming out of that. I just really love the fact that you're all like, and if you want my number, you can get it through this way. Do you know what I mean? It feels, oh, it feels proper council, actually. That's what I really love about it. There's a lot of love for this space this week, which I'm really enjoying. And I know last week I had a bit of a giggle with you all, but um, I'm also feeling the love. Oh, don't quite know what to say. Might just sit here for a little bit. Hi, Scotty. Hi, Producer Deb. Hi, everyone in the room. It's Fran here, the common old witch. I'll take that. Slightly less of the old, though, please, Scotty. I'm going to be 28 in a few weeks. I feel old, but it's not that old, is it? Anyway, I always listen to the pod when I'm out on my daily walk, stomping around, getting in nature, good for the mentals and all that. And every time I've been included in the pod, it always takes me aback. I don't realise that that's what I sound like. 
this week's one really just made me want to like reach out and give myself a hug. I don't know if that's going to sound totally bonkers, but I've been more open with you guys than I have with a lot of the people in my like everyday life, I suppose. I was just vulnerable and stuff. I don't know. My therapist would be proud regardless. I just wanted to put it to the room whether anyone else experiences difficulty when it comes to, as Scotty would say, being softer with themselves, being a bit kinder, just having a bit more compassion. And I would link that to fatness. Like I've been 26 stone and I've been eight stone with eating disorders and all sorts. And it's just really interesting where the relationship between my body and the physical size of it is and how much compassion I'm able to show myself. It's almost like the smaller I am, the more deserving I am of that compassion. And actually listening to this week's pod, and it sounds really narcissistic, but my bit especially just made me realise it doesn't matter whether I'm in size eight jeans or whether I'm in size 18 jeans. The fact is that I need to give myself that compassion. And like, it's a lot. Anyway, that's a very long ramble. I'm so sorry. Loving the pod. Keep it all up. Hope everyone's doing all right. And just wanted to say I really appreciate being able to have that little bit of space on the pod sometimes that I maybe don't get in normal life. Oh, lovely friend there. The common old witch. <laughs> now, when I say common old, I mean common old as in like the old English. I don't mean actual old. I mean, I haven't got a fucking clue how old you are. I mean, who cares if you're fucking old? I can't wait to get old. I'm dying my hair, FYI. I'm, I'm getting rid of all the greys. I'm putting all that henna shit in, which people just think my hair's gone really ginger. But it's just because, you know, I'm self-shaming, which feels like a good segue into talking about um, being compassionate to yourself. Because I can sit in this fucking chair every week and be like, you know, be kind to yourself, be soft to yourself. But, you know, you don't often reap what you sow. Is that the turn of phrase I want? I mean, I'm always getting the turn of phrase wrong, but, you know, you know what I mean. You know, Debbie said to me last week, Debbie was like, I hope you're all right after the stuff that you shared this week. And I thought, oh, my God, what did I say? <laughs> I think this can be a space for being brutally honest, but I think the way that it works is because you're just sending a little voice note, it is just you and us. There's some form of anonymity to that as well. I mean, we know your name's Fran and you're a common old witch, but, you know, like, there is some anonymity to it. Anonymity. It's a lovely word. Have I said it right? Who cares? But, you know, I am a strong believer that we deserve nice things. I've said that before, but I do really believe that, even if we can't be compassionate to ourselves. I do think we deserve nice things. We deserve softness. So sometimes that's, you know, very capitalist, but, you know, fuck it. Buy yourself a bath bomb if it takes the edges off. Do you know what I mean? So, anyway, I'm glad that you're having a little chat with yourself, Fran. You know, I'm glad on a couple of fronts. I'm glad that you're able to hear yourself back. Do you know what I mean? And see what was going on in your brain for yourself and then offer yourself that bit of love. But I'm also glad in a sort of like, you know, postmodernist sense that you're having a chat with yourself. You know, because it makes this feel a bit more arty. At the end of the day, we're all in for the art, aren't we, babe? <laughs> anyway, I hope to hear you again, because, you know, big fan of you, Fran. I think we need to get some, like, JRF-style badges over to Fran. Or oh, JRF's going to kick off at that, isn't she? Hiya, Scotty, love. How are you? Hiya, producer Debbie. Hiya, Harry and Liam and Liam. Hiya, the carer. And hiya, the rest of the ATT crew. Hello, how are you all? Um, any road... Just want to leave a message and say da, 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 da. the blood pressure results came back and plot twist 
everything's fine. Now, I just think my blood pressure just wanted a little uh, cry for attention. I'm a little bit annoyed with my blood pressure, to be honest, after all that shenanigans that I went through. Any road, um, because you mentioned Woolworths, it took me back to when I was a youth. I had the great misfortune of spending 10 years of my formative years growing up in Morakambi, Morecambe. Morecambe is such a dump that one day the tide went out and never came back. <laughs> That's a joke from the old, old stand-up days. Um, but once upon a time there was a Woolworths in Morecambe. And do you remember that George Michael song, Let's Go Outside? It didn't sound like that. But you remember when he'd been caught spaffing off in the toilets with that policeman? Dead loved that song. But I was really scared about buying that on single from Woolworths because I used to go to Woolworths to get my singles and I shoplifted George Michael's um, outside single on tape because Morecambe is the size of a postage stamp and everybody knows each other's business and I just didn't want to be caught buying faggy George's song so I hope that George Michael's wherever he is will forgive me for that and Woolworths is out of action, so try and take me to the popo now, you C-U-N-T's. Pew, 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 A-cab. Um, <laughs> anyway, love and light, God bless, sweethearts. Big love to you and the listeners, and a big kiss from that, Jeriff. Bye! <laughs> it's like I knew she would be coming up soon, wasn't it? I just got, I could feel it in my Julie Walters brewing. I thought, I bet that one's next. I'm glad your test results came back normal. Although you said everything was fine. I mean, come on. We know you too well to know everything isn't fine, dear. <laughs> the lift doesn't go to the top floor with you, dear, does it? <laughs> Not with many of us, do you know what I mean? So I can cast dispersions because we're living in the same penthouse apartment. Oh, Woolworths in Morecambe. Lovely. There's only one nice thing about Morecambe. It's the road out of it. And now, um, when you said, what would George do? This definitely needs to be a bangle, doesn't it? On one hand, you're wearing a cab. On the other hand, you're wearing W... What would... W-W-G-D. <laughs> seamless. Absolutely seamless. And do you know what? I think George Michaels would have actually uh, totally endorsed that message. So, well done you doing your little bit queer activism there in um, Morecambe, Woolworths, RIP. Hey, Scotty. <laughs> I'm just listening to your most recent episode and you're talking about the badge of honour, the like Blue Peter badge of the bear community being the, the CPAP machine. <laughs> I had to laugh. I, I also had to share this with you because it made me die not literally, but it's something that was very funny. Someone on Facebook created a, uh, you know, you have these bears that kind of create these groups on Facebook. I don't know if you know this. It's a thing. They're usually like, oh, so-and-so bears, gay bears, and then people just post thirst traps most of the time. No word of a lie. I saw this maybe a few months ago. Someone had created a Facebook group for CPAP bears. So everybody was posting CPAP selfies and um, <laughs> I was speechless. It reminded me of the days when I, because I've got asthma, it reminded me when I sometimes had to go on the nebulizer as a child where you were just breathing in constant 
inhaler medication and looking like a dragon at the same time because it's like it was basically vaping but it was actually doing something to help you not kill you yeah that kind of thing but yeah cpap bear groups on facebook are a thing i haven't seen them recently so i don't know if they're still there but um yeah thought you'd like that love you scotty bye oh i almost fell off my chair because toby didn't say something that made me clutch my pearls this week <laughs> toby is like your wild aunt that comes out to party and you think oh she's gonna say something to do with jizzing you just know it Anyway, we got off lightly this week, so did she. That's what she said. Anyway, these bears now, for the wider general public, I mean, we had a straight person call this week, so I might just let the room know. Bears are what they call fat gay or queer people or fat trans people. They're also called bears. It's all just called bears. And then they are very much of a subgenre of bears. You know, you can get silver, foxes, otters, beaver. I mean, it's... Uh, only the gays, only the gays would find something so ridiculous to pass their time. And um, a sign of a bear is often they'll have like a bear paw or a bear scratch tattooed down one tit. And uh, if you just ask to see their passport, if they've been into sitches quite a few times, it often means they're verified bear. And uh, bears do this thing called bear week. They just travel around. The world, because, you know, they've got gay money, so they're fucking loaded most of the time. They're just travelling around, hanging out with other bears. And they're sleep map machines. I wonder if you go to, like, Bear Week Fire Island, and, you know, you're coming from the UK, if there are, like, companies there that you can <laughs> rent your sleep app machines from. I bet there is. You know, the gay bear pound, really... I mean, if you want to be saving any of the global economy, you don't want to be shutting fat people down. You want to be encouraging them. I mean, the amount of money that's going into sleep app machines and bear week. Anyway, by the by, lovely to hear from you, Toby. Speak to you soon. And that's it for yet another week of After the Tone. What a lovely week. Do you know what I love? I love that you've all called up this week being like, love the podcast, love the podcast. Do you know what, guys? It's a bit too much. Okay, give us some space. Me and Debbie, you're putting expectations on our shoulders. Do you know what I mean? We don't need this praise. <laughs> every two minutes okay guys all right <laughs> so it's been lovely having you all in more ways than one thank you so much for the care diligence and gorgeousness that you've all been fucking giving each other this week you know it's not easy to talk about these things it's not easy to open up and be honest you know there was so much disclosure in here <coughs> oh my god oh, i shouldn't have had those crisps sorry there's so much disclosure in here and such love and adoration. So I'm going to definitely, that's going to put a spring in my step this week. Uh, as ever, we love you to join in on the conversation. You know, why don't you pick up the blower? You know, get open on the WhatsApp and send us a voice note to this number because we'd love to have your voice in it too. 0788 Come on, do it, you might as well. And come on, if you want to get involved on the internet first, or maybe you want to say something about listening to the episode, or maybe you just want to give us some more gratuitous praise, uh, hashtag after the tone POD on the Twitters, the Instagrams, and the Face Bitch. I also love for you to come and join us or consider coming to join us on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash after the tone helps keep us on air and keeps you in on the gossip. Right, that's it from me and lovely Deb, producer 
Amsterdam to you lot. I hope you have a lovely week. And after this episode, go get yourself a biscuit and a cup of tea because I tell you what, you fucking earn it. You're great people. You're delicious people. And if anyone gives you a fucking asshole during the week, call me up and I'll fucking come round there and I'll give them a fucking piece of my mind. Lovely. Bye. After the tone, after the tone is presented by me, Scotty, edited by Debbie Kilbride, and it's a Debbie Productions production. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.